When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a Dickens reader. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1870, Charles Dickens died. But just like the novelist's long and storied life, his death was no simple tale. Let's reverse and talk about how it happened. As you probably know from school-required reading, Charles Dickens was the illustrious author of such epics as Great Expectations, Oliver Twist, and David Copperfield. He was a literary icon beyond his books, even traveling the country to dramatically read aloud to rapt audiences, a precursor of the modern-day touring author reading to fans. Dickens isn't one of those artists who died in obscurity. He was rich, famous, and loved by his legions of fans. It's hard to overstate how famous Dickens was. It was rare for someone to be a huge celebrity back in the 1800s, but Dickens managed to do it with aplomb and even embraced his fame. He even referred to himself as the inimitable. But just like the celebrities of today, that doesn't mean his life was perfect. His personal relationships were complicated, to say the least, and that made the aftermath of his death have its own unique set of complications. He was separated from his wife and living in a country mansion, in an on-and-off dalliance with his mistress. As affairs tend to be, the relationship was nothing short of a complete drama. When Dickens left his wife, he also left his ten children. Yeah, ten. To make matters even more salacious, his mistress was just 18 years old when they began their affair. Although decades of research have made Dickens' affair public knowledge, he actually kept it pretty quiet while he was alive, which was challenging for a man of his fame and fortune. The two even had a telegraphic code that they used to communicate about whether or not she could come see him for specific occasions. But back to the final days of Dickens. On June 8th, he suffered a stroke at home while eating with his sister. The doctor was notified and came quickly, but there was nothing that could be done to fix the brain damage of the stroke. He died the next day, June 9th, at 6.10pm. There's plenty of stories of writers dying alone and destitute. But once again, Dickens was not one of them. Ironically, the many friends and family he enjoyed actually made his death more complicated than if he had been a more traditional writerly recluse. The first great battle after Dickens' death regarded where to bury him. He had expressed his wishes to be buried near his home, but there was public pressure to bury him at Poet's Corner in Westminster Abbey. This special area of the cemetery is where over 100 writers and poets have been buried. He also wanted his burial to be private, but once again, the fans did not like the idea of that one bit. 
On the one hand, it's understandable that people wanted a way to mourn the man as a society, since he was so influential. But it also brings up sticky questions about what point fame intrudes too much on someone's privacy, even in death. Dickens was very specific about his wishes for a small, private funeral, down to saying he wanted no more than three plain mourning coaches. He also selected several sites near his home that he wished to be buried in, but according to his biographers, they were all closed, i.e. not accepting new burials at the time when he died. He was then set to be buried at the Rochester Cathedral, and the attendants had already dug his grave, but at the last minute, his executors caved to the pressure from the public and announced that he would be buried at Poet's Corner in Westminster Abbey. Other literary greats buried there included Geoffrey, Chaucer, and Samuel Johnson. The media pressure to move the burial to the abbey was great, with the Times claiming that it was the only appropriate resting place for the remains of a man so dear to England. A private funeral was held with only 14 mourners. But then, to compensate to the public, the grave was left open for three days so individuals could visit and mourn. Legend has it that when a young fruit vendor heard Dickens died, she cried out, Will Father Christmas die too? Dickens wasn't just a famous man. He was also a champion of the poor and other worthy causes. He believed in workers' rights, encouraged quality education, and was ahead of his time in defending the rights of sex workers. He represented charities for the underserved and appeared at public events for the causes he cared about. May his dedication be an inspiration to us all. Now let's talk about music. Today, in 1994, one of the singers of the band TLC, Lisa Left Eye Lopes, got into a bad fight with her boyfriend. He was also a star, a football player named Andre Risen. Lisa Left Eye decided to get revenge on Risen by dousing his tennis shoes with lighter fluid and setting them on fire in a bathtub in Risen's house. Then things got a little out of control. The bathtub was made out of plexiglass, so it melted really fast once it was on fire, and from there, the fire caught onto the frame of the house. The mansion ended up burning to the ground, and Lopes was charged with first-degree arson. She didn't have to go to jail, but she was sentenced to five years of probation and a $10,000 fine. It's good to remember to fight with words instead of fire. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 9th in my life. June 9th, 2020, I took a bunch of photos in front of a pride flag because I was a part of a TikTok campaign for queer creators on the platform. Um, it was my first time, I think, being involved in some sort of campaign with queer creators. I came out as bisexual in 2017. And so my sexuality has always been something that I've thought about, but I think it wasn't something that I really put at a forefront of conversation within my career until 2020. And um, now being in 2021, trying to put even more of an emphasis on my identity and my sexuality and, um, you know, hopefully inspiring other people to live authentically and to be themselves as well. But being a part of that campaign was a really big moment for me. I think Bisexuality was always something that I knew to be a part of who I was, but didn't really feel comfortable necessarily talking about it in a larger grand, larger scheme of people. Um, so that was a really big move, and I'm so proud of myself for my decision to be a part of that. Um, and I think even coming into this year with this Pride Month of June, trying to be more vocal about issues and trying to figure out where my voice fits into a larger landscape of people's stories. Um, so thanks for listening to mine, and I hope that you can also support other queer creators as well. 
Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three.